Okay, thanks for coming, everyone. Shavua Tov Mvorach. Let's have a lot of good news this week. There's a lot of enahafochus. A lot of enahafochus in the air. Last week, in this year, we, were discuss- we discussed, we brought up this, these two words, these beautiful two words. Let's think about these two words all week. Kesher nafshi. Kesher nafshi. Soul connection. The person that experiences a soul connection, for real, would do anything anything in the world to, to, to prevent themselves from losing a soul connection that they once have. Anyone that's tasted real dvekut, real connection to HaKadosh Baruch on any level, whatever it is, they'll do anything in the world afterwards to make sure that, they'll, that they're not going to lose it. And that's how we, we, we explained last week how Rav Kook explains the concept of Yir'ah and of Ahava. Do you remember that? That's what, that's what we did last week. That's what we were, we were discussing last week. So, the, 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 a beautiful way of kind of taking that and plugging that into Yira and Ahava changes the way we relate. So whenever we hear the word tshuva or chataim or sinning or God forbid, if I really understand how to plug those words inside, if the whole point is not losing a kesher nafshi, then the avoda of working on that doesn't seem so... Um, putting me, making me feel shvach, making me feel like I'm in a bad place. Um, you know, can I, have a, I have a weird request. Can you just move over there? Just because, A, yeah. huh? Your yeah, I can't, because I, I just can't see any of the, <laughs> the chevra over there. Okay, better? <laughs> you can come quick. Actually, no, you want to stay on the couch. Stay there. <laughs> Not going to mess with you. Here, okay, tough. You can, here, here you go. Okay. And like we described, we described last time that our way of kind of redefining what it means to live tshuva is through is a parent-child connection. And he's going he's gonna to continue bringing this home, this concept home, this parent-child connection in a way that I hope we can connect to. But even if we can't connect it, even if we can't connect it, we can still find a way on our own to, with our power of imagination and visualization as to what this author is, is explaining to us. The last thing we learned was Matap. The truth is, I don't know what it is in that. It's, da, it's Ot Yud Aleph. It's Mem Dalet. So it's you, it's Mem, Daf Mem Dalet, yeah. Ot Yud Aleph. Well, if you have the pages, it's Ot Yud Aleph, the first page in front of you. And I'll just go over it very, very fast again. What is Tshuva from Ahava? My Tshuva Mehava. What is Tshuva out of love? Ahavat Ben Laav. A, father of a, fa- a, a love of a father to a child. Nefaresh. Hatshuva ha'amitit v'hareuya hi she'adam shav micheto mipnei shu chafetz bekirvat aviv. I'm coming home because I want to come home. Like that's ideally. Like ideally, on, an, on, the, on the most idealistic level, like that really is the most beautiful approach to everything we're working on is I'm doing this because I want because I want to do this, right? Hold on a second. I got blocked. In. One second. Can you? Yeah, you know what? Can I just I can't just because I, I can't see anyone over there. Can you look at your causing? Look at the look at the couch. It's causing. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Thank you. You don't mind. You don't mind. Okay. Okay. 
ראשית על האדם להתבונן שהעסק שלו זה עם אביו, ועל ידי כל עבירה חס ושלום הוא מתנתק מהקשר הנפשי לאביו. אולם בנקודה זו יש בעיה המקשה על רבים, והיא שהם אינם מרגישים שהחטא מנתק את הקשר עם הקדוש ברוך הוא, עם אבא שבשמיים. I got a call last week from a boy that said, I wish I felt bad that I don't, I wish I felt bad over not putting on tefillin. I said, what's the fault? What a high mile. So what are, you, what are you talking about? It's like, you want to feel bad about it. Meaning, there, there's at least a ratzon to want to feel bad over something that probably does exist that you haven't approached yet. Like, I want to feel bad over having a lack of, of not feeling something. He's saying, the first thing is, is that most people don't even feel that a chet really disconnects them from Abba. That's the problem. Most people don't even feel... You understand? Most people, I think he says it so clearly, They may know that the Torah tells us that when you do something, you're, discon- you're disconnecting yourself from Abba, you're doing the wrong thing. And on a Seicha level, they know that. Meaning in their minds, they know that. But they don't feel that. And that's tremendous pain, that they don't feel what the Torah says is happening. I want you to think about those words. A tremendous level of pain is that people don't feel what the Torah is detailing to you that is actually happening to you. There's a great scene in Shtitzel. I'm sorry? In Shtitzel, there's a great scene And he went, like, Meduke, out of the room, and, like, just wandering lost. What's what he's saying? He felt bad. It, it broke his heart. That, okay, that's already a beautiful thing. Here he's saying, that's the problem, is that some of us don't even feel that. They want to. And you know the classic thing of uh, a person that's tampering with breaking Shabbos for the first time? They're like, what? God's going to come down and kill me if I just flick the switch? You never had that in high school, person? No? Yeah. They go like that. They're like, they're like, is this going to happen? Is this gonna... Because they, they say, if the Torah says, it says about Shabbos, that if you desecrate the Shabbos, you're going to die. And then they're like, but wait, does, God, does, does it look like God's coming down and with thunder and lightning? And so this, he, he's, not, he's not telling us, you should feel guilty that you don't feel bad. He said, this is the problem we have, is that we don't really... We want to feel what the Torah is explaining is happening to us. If the Torah, in the pnimius of the Torah, is telling us that you lose the kesher nafshi, which was established by falling into certain chataim, there's almost like, I want to feel this. For instance, was, was tzar, you think tzarat was a punishment? Was tzarat a punishment? Think about it. Huh? It's a time out, but, but the revelation of tzarat, meaning, that, but it's like, at least I knew, I saw what I was causing. I saw what my tongue was causing. I saw that the Lashon Ara was causing. So I have this imagery, like, it's true, it's a time out, and, but, it's all, but it's almost like this wink you get from Hashem, is like, look, I'm showing you exactly what you need to work on. We're walking around all the time wondering, what should I be working on? Tzarat comes and says, I'm going to tell you exactly what you have to work on. Right? And we don't live, we don't, we don't live in that, 
we don't have that harmony. Like, we don't have that, that level of, like, I know and I feel bad over that which I'm doing wrong, right? Again, I know this in my mind, but I don't feel it. So fourth line from the bottom of this paragraph in Yud Aleph. The source of the problem is, Wow, this is amazing. This is so amazing. I want you to look at these words. These are, these are fascinating words. He's saying, a person that doesn't feel that which the Torah is describing to them is a person that never had a real Kesher Nafshi. Zotomeret, that if you once in your life had a Kesher Nafshi with Hashem, and he's described that before, and he'll continue describing that throughout this whole Sefer. I believe this actually, this whole Sefer is an attempt to illustrate to us what that, what that even means to have a Kesher Nafshi, a soul connection with Abba Shabbat Shemaim, saying a person that's tasted that, they can't say, you know, I don't feel anything when I do something wrong. That's what he's saying. You want to worry about tshuva over specific sins? Hold on a second. Let, let, let's start somewhere else. Let's start somewhere else. He's saying an amazing thing. We're always in this rush of making sure we're cleaning, fixing our mistakes, v'chule, v'chule. Your soul, you're going to continue to be a wandering lost Jew if you think that tshuva means just figuring out what's the tshuva for Lashon Hara, what's the tshuva for Shabbos, what's tshuva, what you really want, what you're really crying for, is I want to have a kesher nafshi that, that doesn't allow me to just be comfortably numb. That's what I want. That's what you want. Now this is very threatening to the world of tshuva, of Bali tshuvas. They go to yeshivas and they're told, listen, it's about specific averot, chata'im, fix yourself here, fix yourself here. And here he's saying something so incredible. I, I think this is like really like very innovative in thought, like tremendously innovative in thought. He's saying a person has to establish a keshet to Hashem even before he starts doing tshuva over his chata'im. Right? How are you? Yeah, I remember, I remember. Good to see you. So a person has to establish a keshe with Hashem before he starts doing tshuva over his sins. You know why? Because what we really want, be'emet, is a keshe nafshi. Not just to say, I did tshuva. You have to believe it. Take his word for it. What we really, really want is a keshe nafshi. And not just to say, I'm doing tshuva. I'm good. Be'emet, afechad lo and he continues in Yot Yudbet. So when a person comes to a clear recognition that whatever the sin was, it basically, kilkel means like it's spoiled. Mekulkal. Hachalav mekulkal. means like rotten, spoiled milk, right? When you realize that the sin, kilkel et ksharav imaviv shebashamayim, what he's going to do now is explain to us the following. How do you know, what's like a good way of sensing that the Kesher Nafshi became a little bit pagum, blemished? 
How do I know that there's something in the pnimius of my relationship with Hashem? Shemashu bifnim amok itkalkel. So first of all, like this, the recognition, again, let's just re- repeat this. The recognition is, I'm sure everyone here wants to feel like when they stand before Abba, they feel close and they feel clean. We all want that before Ima. Again, whatever you need. That's, first of all, that's the first thing. And for that, we have to daven all day long, please Hashem, let it not just be about checklist marking off that I did tshuva over this Avera. Because I'll probably come back to this Avera and many, many more if my avoda continues to be on saying, did this right? Same thing with parenting. Same exact thing with parenting. It's not a parenting sh- I mean, it could be a parenting shear. Sometimes it happens to become, <laughs> become but... On the Ptimius, I'm thinking about it right now, it's the same thing with spouses, but it's the same thing with parenting. Oh, I saw they're weak here, or I saw they need that discipline here. I was there for that moment. But I don't have, I don't feel a Kesha Nafshi with my child. And you're thinking, who could say such words? It's been said many, many times. I said, I wonder at a certain age, I spoke to someone a few months ago, they said, I'm trying to remember, I'm trying to go back in my, in my, in my life and wonder, at what point did I, did I stop realizing that I'm, I'm losing a Kesher Nafshi with my child because it became all about making sure that I'm doing everything that I learned in the parenting shear or the parenting chug that I took. And then they realized at a certain point, I don't, I don't even care if they never go to school ever again. And I don't care if they eat pizza, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I want a Kesher Nafshi with my child. Now, think about that. Is, does pizza, in that, in that regard, become healthy? No. It's not that suddenly pizza becomes healthy. But what is the Indian? And by God. What, what, what is the beautiful part of it? You feel it. What's that? You feel it. You feel that something's off in order that you feel that you want more. If you don't feel like You feel, you feel, be the yuk, you feel, it's like... But pizza, of course, I mean, the, of course, and you could do gluten-free without cheese, all the different ways of trying to make it seem healthy. It's still not ideal, Nachon. What's ideal? A parent that's chalashing, that wants to have a kesher nafshi. That's ideal. That, I believe, is what he's saying when it comes to what we're truly looking for in a life filled with tshuva. That's what we're really looking for. One second, one second. If I want to lose my, my train of thought. What he's doing now, okay, what he's doing now with how he's developing this is as follows. He's saying, when you come to a clear recognition that the chet, it's not about the chet, it's about the kesher nafshi, now you could start the work. Do you understand? It's not about the avera. The avera was just, again, it's not about the pizza. The pizza's still not healthy breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's not about the pizza. It's about what got lost while you were just feeding your child pizza. Bidiuk. That's the Kesher Nafshi. That's what it's about. Nachon. But somehow the Yetzir Hara has come and prevent, presented before us a world where it became about the pizza. It became about that. Like The Avoda is like, how do I just stop doing that and get them to be more nutritious. Now, of course, that's a holy and healthy avoda. I'm, I'm trying, I hope I'm not confusing anybody. Of course, that's better. Of course, that's what we want. 
But at night, if you don't feel any connection, if you don't feel the kesher nafshi to your child, but you realize, well, they ate a great bowl of uh, uh, oatmeal for breakfast, then they had celery sticks with tuna for lunch, and at night they had some amazing sautéed onions with tofu. Right? Ideal, right? Totally ideal. No chataim. Gevat. You, 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 you're going to sleep, basically. Hungry. Starving. <laughs> for what? For a kesher and alone. And alone. And alone is really what, what, it, what the word I was... You're going to sleep alone. You're going to sleep alone. And then you need to like look at pictures of when they were little again to like me'ayre, the rachmanis you had on them and all these things we've spoken about once. So you see... Yeah. Because you spent your whole day alone, like on your own agenda. You spent your day alone, and day alone you're continuing it alone, yeah. And then you go on your own agenda, and you go to bed alone. And even though, right, so I want you to think, it's easy for us to understand it when it comes to this thing, but I want to plug this into the Kesher Nafshi with the Rebona Now it's much harder, you know why? Because there is no pizza in front of me that I'm seeing. Right, most of the Averas that I do, let's face it, they're not really things that I could look at. It's more things that I've thought of or I've spoken or I've watched or I've neglected. Especially for men, because for men it's mitzvah sasisha as mangrama. It's not in front of me. And that's what makes it that much more confusing to know what am I confusing myself about? What, what am I getting lost in? I don't want to get lost anymore. I want to, know, I want to deal with what I, what I really should be dealing with, but it gets, it's very tough with this whole godding around, with this whole rebonishleim situation, because... Nothing's clear in front of me. Now, before we continue, I want to remind you, this author is the same author that told us that while a Jew is on any avodat Hashem, on any spiritual path, they have the right to demand one thing from Hashem constantly that always gets answered, and that is, Hashem, I, want, I need more emuna. Okay, you have to, I'm just reminding us, because we're definitely going to need it for learning this, con, this topic of tshuva. I ha- remember, he says to us, the only thing that gets answered over and over, only one tefillah, one tefillah, not necessarily health, not necessarily children, not necessarily a zivug. Those tefillahs don't necessarily get answered, especially the way that we want them. But and even this one doesn't get answered the way we want them. But the way we ask them, when we say, Hashem, I just need to believe in you more, that's the one tefillah that always gets answered. It's his words. He says, it's baduk le menuseh. We've checked this out, he said. We've tried this on many people. We went through a whole system research, yeah, and it's proven, like, it's proven that this works. Asking Hashem to believe in Him much more works. Well, yes, it's, 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 it's always answered, yes. Because other things... Sorry? The, and the always, yeah, sorry. And the answer is always yes, as opposed to other things. You always get answered, but the answer could be no. When it comes to asking Hashem... Or not yet, but, but with Emunah, there's never not yet. There's no such thing as not yet. It's now. It's yes and now. Now that's important for us to understand because what do we need in order to do this work? Hashem, please allow me to believe in you more and please help me see the pizza. I'm using that example because that's, we want something tangible to work on or, or to not work on. Meaning, show me what the Ikar is and also show me what the tafel is. Show me what the Indian is, and please don't let me get lost in details that make me feel good temporarily, but really in the long run, they don't. 
to quote another Eviatar Banai song. You can see where my head is lately. He has a song on addiction. It's called Machur, which means addicted. And the, the Pizmon goes, Hanetzach hazehu cholef. This eternity is about to pass. Hanetzach hazehu cholef. Now that's speaking to an addict that, that is, is under the impression that when they're in the high, what they're in is bliss. Now it is, but if something is so blissful that's about to pass, it's not really bliss. It's not real emesdika bliss. It's a, it's a, it's an illusion. Hanetzach hazehu cholef. So when we do the avoda and tshuva of pizza, we think we're in the world of netzach. We fixed it. Hucholef. It passes. Kesher nafshi. When I'm in a kesher nafshi, hanetzach hazehu pol hanetzach. This eternity is actually here to stay if I know that this is what I want to keep on coming back to. And the more that I dive into Hashem to come back to this and I have enough guts, like we said that in last week's shir, to pin drop and say, here I am, this is where I want to stay, this is where I want to come back to, even if sometimes I'm pulled away from here, this is where I want to come back to. That is the most beautiful place a Yid can be in, but that happens through the avoda of what, what, what the ikar is and not what the tafel is. Shlomo used to say the following, when it comes to doing tshuva. Many people, when they do tshuva, but it's not for the real thing, and they knock on the door in the middle of the night after they've been schmutzik and out in the streets for God knows how long, and they, if it's not your home, you have to give a million excuses why they should let you in. But if you knock on the door in the middle of the night after you've been away for a long time, and you've, you're, you're, your clothes are all torn, and you smell, you didn't shower, you don't need to give any excuse why they should let you in, because it's home. They're just so happy to see you. And we have to believe that when we're trying to come home, they're just happy to see us. They. They're It's just happy to see us. That's what we have to plug into our mind of tshuva, kemashal av laben, as a parent that's looking forward for their child to come home. The Gemara explains that the, that the churban and, and going into exile is nimshal, is parable to the saddest thing in the world is when the children were exiled from the Shabbos table and they stopped coming or they were thrown out of the Shabbos table. So eventually they're going to come back to the Shabbos table. There's going to be such a simcha again. Can you imagine if we approach the avodah of tshuva like that as opposed to whatever else tshuva has been in our mind, like however, ever else we've defined it, especially around Evel and Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. That's where he's leading us to. But again, in Yud Bet, When I come to the recognition that the chet, what did it do? It, it ruined that which I care about the most. Kesher nafshi. I'm going to do whatever I can to do some really good work on myself now. By saying that, that means we had it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's what bothers me in your hashva'av with parents and children. Because with parents and children, we had it. We thought about, you know, being parents. It was a bliss before they became toddlers and everything was perfect. Mm-hmm. Who says we had it and lost it? Maybe on that level it's different. Well, you, know, you definitely had it before you were in the form of a body. Yeah, that doesn't help me. I don't remember that part. Right. <laughs> what do you think we're busy doing in this world? Huh? Trying to remember that part. What was the first question the Baal Shem Tov asked people, asked kids? 
the other question he'd asked each child he met, Shalom Aleichem, Mata Zocher, what do you remember? It's the first question the Baal would ask children. What are we trying to do here? All we're trying to do is kind of retap into what's called the Torah of the nine months. The Torah of the nine months is what we knew, what we learned with the, with the Malach, and we knew everything before, for whatever Hashem's mysterious, mystical, eternal reason is about getting tapped over here and forgetting it, but it's stuff that Anashama knows. Legamri. It's with, again, with a child, it's more bagalui that I once had it, right? So when when it comes to the avodah, the neshama, emuna is, is that I have this on a subconscious level. I don't have, maybe I didn't have access to it. I'm trying to lot achutza. I'm trying to lot achutza. That which my neshama knows to be absolute emet. I'm trying to pull it out and meet my, where my neshama and my body meet and have my neshama govern over my body and not the other way around. Okay, let's go forward. Yud Gimel. נפתח במשל גשמי של בן ואב, ומכוח זה נבין למנשל ליהודי ואביו שבשמיים. Let's go again with the parable. בן שחטא ופשע כנגד אביו, יש כאן ארבע חלקים בחטא ופשע זה. There are four levels. When it comes to a son rebelling against his father. א', שעל ידי כך הפסיד את קשרי האהבה עם אביו, which seems to be the most important one. I lost the love connection with my father. Bet, ha-ben chash busha mil-istakel b'fnei aviv mipnei ha-ra'a sha-asaimo. I'm avoiding eye contact with my parents. Gimel, ha-ben margish shiflut p'nimit atzmit shigia l'yidei matzav kol kach, shafel kol kach l'vgoa u'lachis at aviv. I feel a very deep inner uh, sense of humiliation that I reached such a low state that I could actually hurt and get my father angry. Dalid, ha-ben mitzta'er al-sha'aviv b'tza'a mi-chamato. At the end of the day, what hurts me is that my father is in pain over something that I did. Pasha. Now I know, Baruch Hashem, I can't imagine any of you ever experienced this with your own parent, all four stages. But those that have, if you could just imagine the concept that you go through this process of realizing at the end of the day, with my own parent, what I did brought them tsar. That's the, that's the point that hurts the person the most at the end. But the beginning starts with, I'm just so sad that I lost this. It seems to me, right? It seems to me that I lost this love connection with my Abba based on what I did or with my Ima. Okay? That's the four levels. Should I repeat it or we're good? Repeat it. The first level is... I lost that on the Kesher of love with Abba. That's one. Bet, oh my God, I can't, I'm avoiding eye contact. I'm full of busha for what I did. Gimel, inside I feel such deep humiliation that I could have reached the... I'm capable of doing such a thing? I, I can't even believe I'm capable of doing such a thing. Four, I'm just so sorry that what I did caused you such pain. Okay? Say there, four levels. These are the things ben nimshal, the kesher ben yehudi laviv shabashamayim. Now we'll try to understand this with us and Hakadosh Baruch Hu. It's not going to work perfectly, and he's going to actually call out what doesn't work perfectly. But for now, let's go with it. Okay? Kshiyudi chote when a yid sins. Okay. Now again, let, let's let's throw out a sin. Don't just say lashon hara. That's the one that everyone always says. Let's say another sin. 
Let's throw out something. Everyone's nervous because you're going to think we're attributing it to you. So I'll, I'll throw it out. <laughs> huh? Let's say you forget to bench. Forgetting to bench. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You sat down to eat, you got busy with other stuff, and now you have no, no, no. I, I, it's not the same thing. Huh? How about uh? adultery? Adultery. No. I'm not afraid to say that. I'm very confident. Adultery. Okay. Hashem Yerachim. Hashem Yerachim. I'm trying to find the, the middle ground between forgetting to bench and adultery. <laughs> Uh, turning the light on on Shabbos. <laughs> stealing. How about stealing? Ripping toilet paper. <laughs> stealing. No, no, no. Thinking bad about another Oh, okay. SD for this save. <laughs> thinking, thinking bad about another Jew is definitely an avera. Okay. Thinking really? Ba- thinking. Yeah. Oh my God. Right. I know. <laughs> it's not just you. Yeah. It's not just you. What if they deserve to be thought about? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. What if they're really okay. a horrible, horrible Okay, okay, person? okay. Okay. Let, let's, let's go back. Huh? That's a good one. I may go back to Zahava, actually. <laughs> she was the safest? Yeah, forgetting to bench. I just wish we felt How really... How about not making a bracha on the food? That's okay. better. Like that. Intentionally, intentionally not making bread. Eating non kosher. Eating non kosher. Okay, 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 okay. That's it. We're stopping. That's it. We're stopping. All of these are. This is the one. You laughed for it. I did. It's my fault. Okay, this is what we chose. Eating treif consciously. Oh. Not by accident. Not by, oh my God, I didn't know this. I'm saying consciously. Like yesterday, I couldn't believe this. I came home from Shul. It was right after um, uh, the Shir, the, the Zer Hashem Shem Shir, and I was really, really tired, and before we had, my parents had a lot, lot going on in the house, and Tiffy, my, Tiferet had made a coffee that she didn't want, and whenever she's done in the past, I remember she uses soy milk, and I was like, oh, I need this right now, I had a little bit of a coffee, but as I'm tasting it, I'm like, no, no, this is not, this is, there's something... And the kids looked at me. I'm like, well, what's wrong? I'm like, I don't, because I don't want them to feel so horrible about when they do things. No, no, there's like a conscious moment of they're like, back, like Aura came to me last week. She's like, I'll tell you something. Like, what? I leaned back and I turned on the, the backyard light during Shalashuris. Now, of course, I want her to have the sensitivity, but I don't want her to think she's, but she just set herself up for a horrible uh, future. Wait, were you flashing right? or were you just not drinking milk? No, no I was flashing. I'm okay. sorry. <laughs> sorry, no, no. I was flashing. I was from, sorry. <laughs> they have been to the area shining there. There's, there's meat there, there's chip. I, I love it because I just had the same conversation with Abby. She's telling me something on Shabbat, and I was like, don't worry, and she was going to cry. And I was like, don't worry, Hashem, it's Right, right. Right, right. Then it's fine. Right, exactly. It's a, it's a, it's a deep balance we need. Yeah. And but in the case we're talking about here, it's that you're hungry. You begin to justify in your mind why right now Hashem wants you to eat treif. You like put yourself in the chazka of a woman that's about to give birth in a forest where there's only treif meat or something, right? Like the halacha says that that's mutter. So now listen very closely, okay? Let's take that example for a second, that you consciously ate non-kosher. Here in Eretz Yisrael, it's maybe a little bit less 
Yeah, uh, the probability because Baruch Hashem, you know, we live in a pretty much a very kosher uh, area, you know, for the most part. Okay, so now let's go back. When a Jew sins and they ate that treif, the avoda is that I have to feel that I'm weakening and sometimes even disconnecting this kesher of ahava that I have with Ava Shabashamayim. Remember what I told you before? Is that you have to ask for Hashem for more emuna when it comes to things like this. Because unless we're really, really fine-tuned with our neshamas, when we eat shreif, it's more guilt that I did the wrong thing as opposed to feeling that I'm being detached from Hashem, which is what happens inside of us. You hear the difference? It's more when we do feel bad, right, after choosing to do something wrong, in this case, eating shreif, my, my feeling bad is probably more a mountain of guilt that I know I did the wrong thing as opposed to feeling pulled away from the Kesha that I have with Hashem. That's understandable, Nachon. What's the Avoda? The avoda charata is a part of Tshuva. The Rambam says guilt is part of Tshuva. But that's not going to lead you to drive yourself to live a life of Tshuva. Again, that's the pizza. That's not what it's really about. Nachon? Okay, so that's Aleph. Now, bet next page. Alav lehit bayesh milistakel befanav shel kadosh baruch hu. Now here's where it gets tricky. Because when I read this also before I read on, I'm like, what is he talking about? I don't buy that. Because he's saying, what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to have busha at that moment to look into Hashem's face. Now, what does that mean? I chow down, you name it, whatever it is, consciously. I consciously chowed down that dish, that food, that fast food, whatever it is. It was just so, you know, I never, I grew up you know, eating, eating, eating kosher and I never really had, it's not like I once ate treif and then I ate kosher and I still had a taiva for it. There was one commercial. Every time it, every time it came on and it always came on in, while we were watching basketball games because it was about an athlete schwitzing in a gym and then like working hard, shooting hoops, Taking a break, sitting down, taking a huge trip. Uh, what was it called? Like a, a Big Mac, right? And he and he, you heard like the sound effects, right? Like that, and then you heard the the Coke, and then the fries, and he said, and the the commercial was maybe you remember this. He said, burgers, fries, soda. Don't bother me. I'm eating. That was the. This is America, 19, uh, 1990s. It's only gone downhill from there. This is, this, is what, this is what they're showing. Like This is what it's about, right? That was the only time I had an ounce, but it just... It, he looked so satiated at that moment. That was the only time there was a, a, a lust. Now imagine chas v'shalom. You act upon that taiva. It could happen. The tzaddikim tell us that sometimes we act, we, we act on taivas that with a conscious mind, we would never believe in a million years we would ever act on. Ever. And then we do, and we're like, who am I? What in the world happened over here? How could it be that I did this? Now, Levi, we should feel like that about what you said, Esti, about speaking bad about another Yid. And even like, how on earth 
Could I have forgotten to bench? It's almost like, yeah, that happens to me sometimes, right? If I'm sensitive enough to what happens to the real me, to my soul, when these things happen, not only would I feel the disconnect, he says, you'll be mitbayesh at that moment to be like, to look at Hashem. But he says it's a little bit different here. Because Hasidus obviously tells us, what, are you kidding me? If there was ever a time to look right in Hashem's face, it's then, nachon? To ask Hashem, like, how could I do this? He's saying, no, there's got to be a moment of busha. Of busha. This is a term that we've, like, in our era is lost. It's mamish lost. Everything's mekubal. Everything's accepted. Everything is fine. Anything goes. Everyone's cool. Busha. Busha. Not, I'm not, like, like shame. I'm ashamed. To own that midah is a very high thing, a very holy thing, when it's done properly. Okay, so what does he say here? Here, here it doesn't work exactly correctly. In the mashal, the parable, the person's embarrassed after they sinned against their father when they, when they meet their father, at the moment that they have to come to face with the father. I would say a good mashal over there would be, you know, let's say you stole from your father and he caught you. Okay, you went into his wallet, you went into his drawer, or your mother, and you actually stole their money, you, and, and they caught you. So in the beginning, it's like you feel, oh my God, what did I do to our relationship? And then you feel like, I, can't, I just can't be in the same room. How could, he, I, how could I look at my father? How could, where's my busha? The problem is, with the way we're understanding it with Hashem, is that, You're always with Hashem. It's not like, oh, when I see Hashem, then it's going to be embarrassing. When, like, when does that happen? Shul? <coughs> Nebuch. People actually feel like that. Oh, and shul is like when I'm going to see God. In shul. As if when I take a walk, or I'm eating breakfast, no, it's, it's, it's not, the hours are not, the hours are only not 8 to 10, Saturday. So that's what he's saying. That's what he's saying over here. HaKadosh Baruch Tamid Ro'ehu. God always sees you. That means the busha has to be constant, and he admits here, This is what's very hard for many people. They don't get a sense that God is always looking at them. People like this, which is most of us, need to work on the concept that God is always looking at us, not in a threatening way. In a, in, a, in a beautiful way, especially us living in Eretz Israel. Why? Because not only is God looking at us all the time, God is always looking at Eretz Israel, like the Torah tells us. That means there's like a double load of, you know. Would you, that's, yeah. Would you liken that to the concept of having your rock? A million percent. A million percent. <laughs> but just explaining what that means, yeah. Only people that are constantly working on the concept, the fact that Hashem is always looking at me, then they could sense this busha, right? The way it should be. This is what's brought down, what we began with learning from Sharei Tshuva, from Rabbeinu Yonah. Busha is an essential piece of this whole puzzle of tshuva. 
It's not something that can be skipped over. But I think that we skip over it because we're scared that we're going to get so sucked into feeling mitzvayinish, we're not going to know how to get out of here. And that's a legitimate fear. But I think that if you don't do all the other avoda of tshuva, then, yeah, you, then, then it's really probable. But if we're doing everything else, when it comes to understanding kesher nafshi, not only can we afford the busha, we'll realize that it needs to be part of the why ingredients. Would stuck in it? Hmm? Why would we get stuck in it? Because why would I ever feel? Why would I ever feel like I'm? I can get out of it. I mean, if, it, if it's a whole sevev of you know he loves you, you know he's watching you. So the mashamati ben adam sheetzlo ze lo sevev. They wouldn't even feel the busham in chatchila. That no, lapitom they would from guilt, not from love. Right. So it's not a sevev. That's the only thing that they're focusing on when it comes to tshuva. People like that avoid going into tshuva in the first place because they think that's what it's all about. How disgusting can I feel? And according to the level of my disgusting feeling inside, that's how pure I become. Good luck. Really? That's why right? we have to consciously be doing it from a place right. of love with our children. The more we do it for our children, the Nahum. more we internalize it for ourselves. So this is what Nahum. we said a couple, couple weeks ago really stuck with me. Of like, It's not just an animal thing. That mamash need to call Because it's true. If we wait all year long, the list is going to be too long. You're not going to want to start. Nahum. Let's finish this paragraph. You would be embarrassed. You would be so embarrassed if you were consciously in front of a person still, hey, check this out. Look, I'm taking from your wallet, right? You would never want to do that. Or, hey, I want you to see what I really think about you and we actually say what, what's going on in your mind all the time about... Huh? What did we call them last week? Giborea amikledet. Keyboard heroes. Mamish. It's mamash, mamash not. You would never... Bina always says, when we get these... You know. Sometimes you do good things, but it's always your fault as the rabbi. Always. It doesn't matter what's going on, right? So sometimes we read certain messages and Bina's like, just ask them if, if they can please just call you and read their text and say it to you. That's it. That's it. I think that's the hardest thing to tap into is the, the feeling of embarrassment because everyone is just so desensitized to out there. So it's, Nahon. it's really, really hard. He's saying over here, the chote, you would never do these things in front of a human being if you were aware that they were listening to you and they're in front of you and they're watching you, right? right? Mm-hmm. What's the problem? What's the problem with that? We don't think we exactly. Is that, is that, it's like, it's not really like, exactly. it's not really, that's different. Because I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't want to hurt their feelings. Well, really? <laughs> that Hashem doesn't have feelings. Sad there. So at what point are you going to realize, yalla? Kindergarten. <coughs> this can only be Rabbi Yonah says, look what happens. This world of busha that we have, this term busha, has been designated to only be used when it comes to interacting with people. But the word busha never, unfortunately, falls under the same 
you know, the same understanding when it comes to me and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Why? Because I don't dive into Hashem every day saying, Hashem, I need more emunah to believe in you and to believe that you're right here. If that's what I... Like, why is Rabbi Nachman always speaking about davening for emunah, davening for emunah, davening to have emunah, speaking speaking in present tense? Because if I, I could actually draw that into my life more and more, this presence, I can draw it to be right in front of me more and more, thus enabling the Mida of Busha to play a role with me and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's okay. Bless you. It's actually good. Just like you would be mitbayesh in front of your father, don't you want to mitbayesh in front of Abba Shabbat Don't you want that element of relationship? Because in order to have a kesher nafshi, that's got to be part of it. That has to be part of it. This element of busha. It's good. It's not, a, it's not like we learn about busha and everyone's like, I don't know if I want to tune into that. If it's for... I'm saying... Absolutely. Yeah, I'm saying that's a start. Like, oh, I'm feeling, and it's a You could ask that, though. Like, like what, what stops you from asking that from Hashem? What stops us from asking, I want to feel busha in front of you, Hashem? Busha. <laughs> but, it's, it's, it's it's, but it's a warped sense, meaning it's not, it's not real pnimias de kabusha. It's like the outer world of busha says, no, no, I can't go... I'm tumid bayesh that... No, Hashem's saying, I want you to ask of that from me. Like, that, that's what it's about. I want, I want to see, I want the tzarat. Can you imagine? It's not that I'm saying, I want to sin. I don't want to sin. I want I, what's that? I want feedback. I want to, I want to know from what lehit bayesh. I even want to know what, what to be mit bayesh from. So that the love can be deepened. Nachon. Yeah. Nachon. Not so I could say, now I know what the right thing is to do. Even though, yes, of course I want to know what the right thing is to do. It's not what my nefesh wants. My nefesh wants to be attached in its source to where it belongs. That's what I really want. You know, this happens all the time. I see this. I work a lot with people. that They're, they're heroes. People that really have... I, I talk a lot about this with the men. It comes up a lot more in the men's room. But people that are, you know, in the 12-step program. And for some reason, since I'm, since I'm young, I've always been around this chevron. I used to work with, in the Chabad Rehab Center in Los Angeles with these guys. And it's amazing how they know in their avoda, this kind of avoda, that without this shlav, all the cute accomplishments they have are, are meaningless. I mean, that's why Rabbi Twersky, so you know, Rabbi Twersky, all of a sudden used to say, you want to, you want to be a tshuva dekayid? Go to a 12-step meeting. Go be around people that are in tshuva. Just like we say about people like daveners. You want to get into davening? Go hang out around daveners, people that are really davening. That'll mashpia more on your tefillah than anything else, the Abtur Rebbe used to say. So too with like trying to understand how these concepts work, be around people that are working on owning the midah of busha. Not just to say they're clean, but to get to the root of what the avoda is in this world. That's what this, I feel very strongly, that's what he's saying over here. Let's go weiter, Gimel. Hayudi margish shiflut pnimit atzmit. Then you start to feel real deep humiliation. Ketzad he is lezalzel ba kadosh baruchu la'amrot retzono. 
how could I have gotten to a place that I'm mezalzel? Mezalzel means to like belittle, but it's even more than that. Zilzul. How do you say that? Confused? Disrespect. Yeah. To diss someone. To diss. Yeah. I'm, I'm dissing. How could I? How could I? Huh? I forgot. I got, got confused. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it, it, it started with some kind of billboard that led me to be able to diss God. <laughs> Definitely. How could I have gotten to a place of mezalzel in God? To go against His will. This is brought down clearly in Rabbi Yonah. What we saw is Elishonu. Hayagon yishtonen kiliotav beyachashev kama rabar raat mishim raat yotzlo beyoter mehema raui sheitzdaer beyenach mishim raat Hashemit barach beyishchit vehitiv alilav lefanav velo zachar yotzer asher brao yesh meayin bechesed asaimo beyadot hancheu bechol et. In a nutshell, in a nutshell, what it means is, at a certain point when I do some hit bonenut, deep introspection, I have to ask my the of how did I get here, and it hurts. That's like how did I even get here? Yeah, I, I lost this, and I can't even look at Hashem's busha, but now to do the work is. But how did I get here? Now, with tray food, it's easier to detect how I got there. How did I get to a place where I'm able to eat tray food? So I could start to say, he, like he said, the Kesher Nafshi wasn't so chazak to start with. I came to the world of self-justification, where each of us become the biggest chacham in the world, right? Self-justifying things that I did. But like, if I get deeper and deeper, I'll go with what you brought, Esti, and I say, like, did we ever sit down and ask ourselves, how did I get to a place that I could speak bad about another Jew? Like, how did I, how did I get here? And then I tried, this is part of the avoda of the mashal. This is part of the work. To ask ourselves, Bemet, like, ech, ech zekara. How could it be when I was born? And, uh, this is not something that's in me since I'm born. Right. I, I, where, where, at what point did this happen? We could do that with every Avera. He's saying you have to get to that with every single of the aver because anything that takes you away from where you want to be, you want to detect it. Anything that takes you away from where you want to be, any relationship in life, any person that takes you away from where you want to be, love them from far. Maybe afterwards. Your social circle. Right. A lot of these things are things that you grow up with, whether it's right. in your school or in your family. Right. Not I'm necessarily in a bad way, but just it's, in a it's, less sensitive it's way. Not, it's not, I'm, I'm trying to... Uh, let, me, let me try to rephrase it in a way that we can understand it. <coughs> when it comes to Hashem Barach, of course it's easier said than done. Everything sure. here is easier said than done. <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> Everything's easier said but than I've, done. I've tried but, that. You know, putting myself in a place where I just want to look at the good side of the person... And then something happens, and then I go, am I fooling my... You know what I mean? You feel like I'm faking it. I try to fake it and just fake it till you make, make myself... It. Right. Yeah. Make myself... And then something happens where... I'm sure. You know what I mean? Then you got to get back to that. And it's hard. You want to you wanna see that. What do we say? You can't judge them. Wait. You don't know. What's the word? We, 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 in our shir, we changed the, lang- the language of... Huh? <coughs> You faith it till you make it, <laughs> instead of faking it till you make it, the gedalias, right? No, but there's another word. We cliff the word, remember? What's that? The wor- what is it? You said before, it's, it's so hard. Worthwhile? 
Yeah. You said it's so hard, right? Mm-hmm. Of course it's hard. Really hard. Is it worthwhile? Um, probably not, but it's something that... Uh, <laughs> and by, oh, no, it on. is. I meant the opposite. I meant, of course it's worthwhile. Yeah, of, co- of course it's worthwhile. <laughs> of, 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 of course. You said love from far. That's where we're getting confused. I think you said love them from far. You don't necessarily need to be... Right if right, someone, right, if right. someone yeah, or something in your life... Right, right, right. If someone or something in your life... Is taking you away from where your neshama wants to be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So don't get lost in the world of cue of no, but I have to love everyone. It's like, like love mm-hmm. it's self-care. Mama, it, um, send love. Send love. Like don't, it's not, we're not saying don't love them, but love them in a way that enables you to stay where you want to be. Right. But a person has to... I'm saying within family, let's say. Much, much more, much more easier said than done. But that's what we're here for. <laughs> let, let's. I want to finish up. I want to finish. I have to run in a few minutes, but I just. I want to finish up the fourth point, Dalid, and we're going to finish with this Ted Zayin. Shayudi yitzta'er b'tzar sheish la'kadosh baruch hu akach shebnor rachok mimeno. This is the highest level that a Jew is in pain over the fact that God has a son that's far from him. You know, you're talking, it's really, you're talking about yourself, right? <laughs> but he's saying this, like, the, the ultimate here is like, remove your ego out of the picture and be like, ah, oh, man, Abba has, one of Abba's sons hasn't come back for, for Shabbos lunch in months. Look at yourself from afar. Yeah. Look at, look at this relationship, but <laughs> from afar, right? And it's then that, and he's saying, because that sometimes actually, like with, with lens also, you know, so you have to like refocus in and out to get a clear picture. So to get the clear picture of what actually happens to you during a Vera, you got to rem- zone out for it. It's going to be like, there's a father and a son here, and they're not, the son is not showing up. Ah, the father's in pain. Acknowledge that, and then, you put, and then zone in again and realize, oh, right, and, and that's me, and that's what's going on. This is very beautiful. In Chazal, the language of the, the, the pain of the Shechina, that means Shechina is in Galut. That, that's, what, that's what we described over here right now. That's what it means that the Shechina is in Galut. When fathers and, children, fathers and sons, mothers and daughters, when there's no, when that's lacking over there. It's brought down already in the Sfarim, quite at length, the obligation that's on every single Jew to be in pain over this Nekuda. To be in pain over it. It's easy for us to look at people that are completely and would rather uh, what, what's called a Palestinian entity governing over Eretz Yisrael than a Jewish one, and be like, oy vey, shechinas and galus. It's an easy one, right? But that's not the avoda. The avoda is on yourself, to be like, is there anywhere, is there any place in my relationship with Hashem that I'm adding to the fact that the shechina is in galut? It's a very heavy thing, but it's okay. With the kesher nafshi being the point of everything, you're going to want to do that. And you'll do it with patience and with love. This thing has this nikud has three points to it. 
וכביכול הקדוש ברוך הוא יש לו געגועים לבנו ואינו יכול להיות עמו ביחד מפני חטאיו. So the first level is pain that God is sad that his son is far from him and that God so to speak has longing for his son and can't be with him because of his חט. בית כיוון שכל סיבת הבריאה מפני רצונו יתברך להיטיב Since we know that God created the world for the reason to do good for us, נמצא שבשעה שהאדם חוטא, when I'm off, כביכול הקדוש ברוך הוא מוכרח להענישו, it seems that God must punish him, ואינו יכול להיטיב עמו. It's amazing. He's saying what the world of Achet causes is that so to speak, okay, you're not enabling God to God. Why did God create the world, the world? To do good for us. But when you go off the way that Hashem set for like, harmony, what are you, so to speak, causing God to do? Not be able to act out the reason that He created the world. I say this all, so to speak, because God can do anything. But I have to understand God in a world that I could, I could play, like they say in recovery, the God of my understanding. That's the Lashon that's used over and over again in recovery. I just want to mention, if anyone's curious, if I was, I'd have no problem saying it. I'm not an addict, but I, I have the big book. I have it next to me. I, sleep. I, just find, I find tremendous, tremendous wisdom in it. And I see by people that are so in it that there's some, there's some amazing things to do. In the, yeah, yeah. וזהו צער גדול לאב שאינו יכול להיטיב לבנו. What a painful thing it is for a father that looks at his son and he says, I can't show him right now that I love him the way that I know I can. Because they need to get patched. They need to get patched to be realigned. But that's not really the rutzen of the father, to patch. The rutzen of the father is to really... be able to do good for his son. So what you're doing is, it's not just that you did something wrong, but you're not letting Abba be Abba the way that Abba naturally wants to be Abba. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is, you really need to have a very strong base of, of truly believing that everything happens for you right, for and not to you. Mm-hmm. Did you read ahead right now? <laughs> Look at, no, I, this is, I can't believe you, and I'm not trying to cut you off or finish this year, but... Look at this. What, look at what Gimel says. Ha-pasuk omer, kol ha-nikra bishmi ulchvodi brativ yetzertiv av asitiv. That's basically exactly what you're saying for Bishaya Hanavi. Nachon, that's where it stems from. Absolutely. That's what we're saying. Asking to draw down emuna, that type of emuna, what you just described. Exactly. Daven that out. Daven that out. Draw that down. Bring that down. Worthwhile. Worthwhile, worthwhile, worth gewalt is it worthwhile. Right, there's all kinds of tests, and you might have difficult children, but I always tell my daughter, one who has some issues with kids, like real issues, this is... You have to understand, this is Hashem is doing what is, what is, what's best for you, even though it doesn't seem that way. It's hard to say, I and mean, I go, and I don't say it. It's not lightly. just, right, but Hashem doing what's best for you is basically the reason why he, he created the world. That's what you have to understand. It's not just He's being nice to you. This was the purpose of creation, to do the best for you. That's the purpose of creation. Even though it's painful. And... Nachon. 
when a person sins and conceals the covet of Hashem in the world, this is heavy, nishlelet tachlit habriah shehi gilui kvoda. You know what nishlal means in Hebrew? You ever get your license revoked? Shlilat rishayon? That's the easiest way of it. It means, you got close, nishlal means it's been the purpose of why Hashem created this world, in, in, in your own Dalet Amot, The purpose of creation was Kivyechol, you, in your own world, you took away the purpose of the creation of the world. And this is tremendous pain for the Shechina, so to speak. Yeah. But you have to go through these steps. Like first, you need your cancer. yeah, 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 a million percent. Shot, and this is the of last. Of course, because if I if I start with this, I'm I'm done. I'm going to Amsterdam. I'm not here. I'm I'm finished with this. Is uh, I'm asking. Bushah is so important, and again, like I want to dive for my kids to feel the good consequences of bushah because I think. Forget about you. They'll learn it. They'll get it from you. If they, you always wonder what to dab Jenny, with your children. If, we can add that no, 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 but, but, but dab, they pick it up. Trust me, Hashem gave up. you your children really because He trusts that they'll get it from you. If not, if not, Jenny, Jenny, no, no, Jenny, this is very important, Nikuda. If, if, if Hashem doesn't give you children and say, hey, you have no chance of giving oh, over to them. I but, uh, embarrass them all the time. Yeah. There so you go. I want to know what the line is of busha slash humility slash you want to realize it without bringing yourself down, but you also want to know you made a mistake yeah. to fix it, but you also don't want to be stuck in the circle of cycle of fakakta. It's like, mm-hmm. a healthy busha. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to pinpoint how we're supposed to. It's like, it's like we come here for an hour on Sunday. Yeah. And everything's supposed to be figured out. <laughs> Don't throw a sentence like that at 10.05. What I, think, what I think is very clear to us is how we started last week. If tshuva is about believing and establishing a kesher nafshi with Hashem, and, that, and we've tasted it before, and B'zut Hashem will taste it over and over again, the secret to life of this kind of world is consistency is knowing that if I keep on showing up, all these very big terminology, all these big things, will eventually, and I'll understand it in a way that I know will be shayach to me. But if I'm consistent with my... If I just learn this, this will never happen to me. And this will never, ever happen to me if I take this as a text. If I don't daven over this kind of learning, good luck. Good luck. You're bound for bemet, like a life of misery. Bemet. If I, if I don't learn how to daven over these ty- this type of learning, 
It's, I'm not going to for sure and say that it was for nothing, God forbid, because what do I know about the Erech of Talmud Torah? But I've believe, if, I, if I've ever believed, you know, before about the Indian of, lear, of davening over your learning, then it's definitely over something like this. But I think that it's a beautiful thing. I, I want, just like I want my child to have the busha, like in Yosef, like, right? So Hashem wants me to have that too. Because it aligns me. And it's beautiful. And it's great. It's, it's actually har- it's harmonious with everything else that is meaningful in life. Yeah. Yeah. So don't worry. You have a week. We have two weeks now to breathe <laughs> these words. We'll meet again in this year in two weeks, Bezrat Hashem.